One, two, three. Hola, hello, everyone. It's your host, Sabrina, and welcome to the Pretty Sure Podcast, where we'll talk about everything from travel, dating, to expat life, and everything in between. With new guests and topics each week, we'll get advice, some insights, and talk about things I'm pretty sure you've all experienced at one point or another. Sometimes all we really want to know is why, what does it mean, and am I the only one? See, I felt alone many times in my life, but I've gotten through it all by having my friends at my side. So I want you to think of me as your new best friend. We'll laugh together and maybe even overthink a little, but we'll have a damn good time at it all. So get ready, guys, because here we go. Hey, guys. So if you've already been following, I'm pretty sure then you'll know that so this is the season one finale. So hi, this is me. I'm actually going to take my glasses off so you can see my face. <laughs> this is me and <laughs> this is the season one finale. We're going to be talking about acne, skincare, self-love, and I have three amazing guests that are going to be coming on. So here we go. Let's go, guys. I'm going to start with, I'm going to start with Gurpriya. So she's going to be our cosmetology expert. Say hi, hi Gurpriya. Hi there. Welcome to the finale. So tell us a little bit about yourself and I'll introduce the other two guests. Yeah, so I'm Gapriya from Cosmetology Hub, also known as the Leicestershire Facialist. Um, So I've been in cosmetology and facials for about 10 to 15 years now. Um, I actually started because I suffered with acne myself. Um, so really excited to do this podcast with you all today. Um, and I now work as a private facialist and in a dermatology clinic as well. So excited to have you on. Our next guest is Diane. So say hi, Diane. Hey, everyone. So welcome. Tell us a little bit about yourself and then I'll introduce the last but not least very special guest. Yeah, so um, I have suffered with acne for a long, long time. Uh, I remember being called mean things on the bus, um, but I know pretty much nothing. So I'll be the voice of the girl who gets acne <laughs> but doesn't really know what to do or how to manage it. So that's I perfect. Am, yeah, really looking forward to this. <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> we have all different types of people. And last but not least, you may know her as the Blemish Queen on Instagram, Nicole Hervig. Welcome, Nicole. Hi, everybody. Hi. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you. So tell us a little bit about yourself before we dive into the topic of the day. Sure. So I'm Nicole. I've struggled with acne since I was a teenager, but about three years ago at the age of 20, I started to get really severe hormonal cystic acne. And in February of this year, I decided to start taking Accutane and I've been documenting my Accutane journey on Instagram ever since. Amazing. Okay. So we've all suffered with acne. We've all tried different remedies. Um, I'm going to dive deep in here. So what has been the worst experience you've had with acne? Like the time where you were like, holy shit, why is it this bad? And what did you feel? I mean, I can go first. Um, My worst experience with acne was in February of this year. I had gone on a cruise for the first time and it was like the perfect storm of everything that could go wrong for my skin went wrong for my skin. I wasn't eating right. I wasn't wearing enough sunscreen. I was stressed. 
I drank too much alcohol, had too much sugar, and I broke (laughs) out like I'd never broken out before to the point where I was getting swollen cysts along my temples. I was having to go to the emergency room to get antibiotics because my eyes were swelling. Um, It was the worst experience I've ever had with acne in my entire life, which is what led me to the decision to go on Accutane because my skin was so irritated, so inflamed, so swollen, um, and it was starting to cause really obvious health issues. So uh, it was awful. (laughs) That's crazy. Um, As an expert, Gurpriya, do you have any input on this? Like, was it the things that she was eating? Or is it, you know, just something hormonal? Like what has been your experience with seeing people that have had that type of acne? Because I can imagine all types of people go and visit you, right? Yeah, I mean, acne is something I deal with kind of day in, day out. So many people suffer with it. Um, We don't realize that the stats are something like 90% of the population will suffer with acne at some point in their life, uh, whether it's kind of a milder form or something needing something like uh, Accutane or Roaccutane. So I would say it's a combination of things. So it's things like stress levels, that's one of the biggest factors because that can affect our hormones. So if we're going through something, um, we need to try and manage our our stress levels a little bit. Um, Also diet will play a part, although it's kind of uh, contradictory in the skincare world because some dermatologists will say um, it's not about diet and and some will say it is. So I think it's just really personal to you. Um, So I always say keep a food diary that will help, you know, just so you know if you're breaking out after things like, you know, dairy or um, if it's a certain kind of uh, if it's chocolate whatever it is for yourself uh, spicy foods if there's something that increases your inflammation response it's best to keep a diary and then you know where you're at with that and so yeah usually it's a combination of things and I feel that when we start exploring with skincare we buy loads of things from the drugstore And there may be that there's a little bit of underlying acne and we make that worse. Um, So normally I would say it's a combination of what we eat, stress levels, hormones, what we put on our skin, what we put in our body. It really is a lifestyle. So we have to look at it in, in that way, I would say. Okay, that definitely makes sense. Has anyone been able to tell you what actually caused it, Nicole? Or was it just kind of like a multiple factor situation or... Sure. I mean, for me, um, I've never really had anybody specifically tell me what triggered my acne. Um, I took it onto myself to take an acne course from this group called Clear Stem Skincare, where they go through all of the main triggers of acne and like how exactly, um, like we just talked about, how to take a holistic approach to taking care of your skin and your body. Um, So through that course is when I really discovered that all of those things like uh, the sun and not wearing sunscreen and the Mm -hmm. diet, for me, it's dairy and eggs, I've learned, um, made me break out. Um, You know, skincare has been a big thing where I was going to the drugstore and buying things and thinking it was going to help. But when you read the ingredients and you read the fine print, you learn, oh my gosh, these things are making me break out even more. Um, So it wasn't until I took that course, I learned for myself on my own what was making me break out. Okay, that's amazing. I've never heard of that course. You'll have to give me the details yeah. later and then I'll post them so anyone who's watching or who's curious can actually go through that course as well. So what about you, Diane? What has been your experience with acne? You mentioned that, you know, people would stare at you at the bus. Like, what mm-hmm. has been that like? Yeah, I mean, like, even mean things like 
crater face or stuff like that. I mean, it's just really horrible, like, the things people can call you um, because of acne, especially when middle school is not hard enough. Um, and so, so yeah, you know, in, I think, middle school, I started taking Proactive, which um, I definitely know is kind of controversial, and I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on that. Um, it certainly worked at the time and also taking, you know, starting to take birth control, Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, it kind of evened out, I would, I definitely get at least a pimple a week. Um, and now with wearing the mask, I'm getting so much acne around my mouth, like my chin, it hurts. It's like crazy. It's just every day I wake up with a new one. Um, so yeah, lately, but, but I have actually started a vegan diet just in the last week. Um, yeah, so I'm really excited to, to hear your guys' thoughts on that and how that could help affect you know my skincare for sure and Gurpreet I know before we decided to do this episode and everything you were telling me that as an expert it's sometimes really awkward to feel like oh my god I should have perfect skin but I don't actually have perfect skin so like how has that been for you because it's true you know it's same with doctors like if you want to lose weight if you go to a dietitian and you're like okay but like why would I listen to you if you are not taking your health serious so how has that affected you for example Well, I used to feel really awkward about it when people would come to me with their acne and I would have acne because of wearing a mask because even prior to COVID, uh, when we're doing treatments, we do have to wear uh, masks with certain treatments. Mm. And so I would have kind of like mask acne, uh, hormonal acne, that kind of thing. And I was a picker. So I'm sure you guys have done it yourselves. And, you know, it's so tempting to do, but I was a picker. So it was that kind of, they would look at me and I could tell that they were looking at me and it was predominantly sort of the jawline area. Um, mm-hmm. And as obviously as you're talking, people are concentrating on that mouth area. Um, so I feel like I used to use coping mechanisms like wear a bright lipstick or um, try and do sort of like a pretty uh, eye makeup just to kind of, uh, so they wasn't looking at that area, but I did feel self-conscious. Um, And I actually spoke to my manager, I was working at at a clinic at the time, and I spoke to her and I just said, I feel like I can't do acne consultations at the moment with how I feel about my skin. And she actually gave me a tip and said, why not share your experience with your clients so they know that there is no cure to acne to date. Uh, We can only improve it, manage it, maintain it, you know, make it so much better, but there's no cure. So it was kind of a realistic approach then for me to think, okay, if I can explain that to clients, that even myself as somebody who has um, everything available to me, medical grade products, skincare, things like dermatologists uh, prescribing things like Accutane, I have all of that available, but yet still I do have some breakouts. So it was kind of a realistic approach uh, for me, but I did feel at the start it was difficult. And then the more I spoke about it, it got better and better. And what really helped is I started to do case studies on myself um, and family and friends who had acne. So I would take photos and I would keep like a little diary and show my clients that so they can see this is my skin, it's real life. And it was just great for them to actually see that and feel like actually it's a journey and it is going to get better. I can manage it. And there's so many different approaches out there. And so as soon as I got comfortable in my own skin and showing my clients my skin without makeup, then my journey kind of uh, got better and better from there, really. 
Yeah, let's go part by part. <laughs> Talking about estheticians and beauty routines and all of that, Diana, Nicole, have you, do you guys regularly visit estheticians? Like, is that something that you've just incorporated? Have you always done that with your acne routine? Like, tell us a little bit about your, that. Yeah, I oh, actually, no. oh, Diane, you go. You no, go. you're good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll, I'll just, I honestly have not. I've only gotten one facial in like the last year. And, you know, she was definitely like, you need to come more. And um, <laughs> she was showing me all the products and stuff. So I really like, I don't know much at all. Um, and I kind of just guess my way through it. Okay. What about you, Nicole? I have never been to get a facial or seen an esthetician. I've always wanted to. I was really on the fence about doing it. Um, but I, I've just never had the chance to do it. And now with being on Accutane, and with the pandemic going on, I haven't, I mean, some, I don't know. I've just never been. I've always wanted to. <laughs> I just haven't done it. <laughs> okay. That's really interesting. Is it something that stopped you? Is it kind of like, oh my God, what are they going to think about my skin? Are they going to think that I don't take care of it? Like what? For me, I think it's more like um, being reluctant to trust other people to take, to know what's okay for me. You know, okay. like being on the fence about, I know that they're trained in this, but what if the products make my skin worse? Um, you know, because I have heard po a lot of positive stories about facial treatments and estheticians, mm -hmm. but I've also heard negative stories. So, I mean, of course, you want to make your own judgment and, you know, you want to do your research. But I've always just been kind of on the fence, but it, I've, I've really always wanted to go. <laughs> what about you, Diane? Yeah, same here. I was just thinking the same thing. It's really trust. Like, you know, how do I know that it's not going to make my skin worse? Or, you know, that's, I think that's the main thing. It, it's, it's not really like even a money thing or, mm -hmm. um, and yeah. that's part of it. But I think it's really just, you know, I don't understand my skin and I've had it for 27 years. So like, <laughs> you know, I just have to, you know, I can't trust them right away. Yeah. Okay. And Gabriella, have you had people come to you and say those exact things like how do you deal you know with clients that come in and they're like oh but how are you gonna know what's happening with me like how how do you deal with that I assess them individually and I kind of just take each situation for what it is and I try to uh, talk to them about what worries them so I'm quite kind of upfront about what is it that's worrying you so as um, Diane Nicole you've just said that actually the worry is that my skin might get worse um, during the facial I always just kind of give them an honest opinion that it is a possibility that when we put new ingredients on the skin your skin can get worse before better. That's always something that, that is a possibility. And that is actually the number one concern for people when they have facials. But most times they are so pleased afterwards, so, so happy they came for their facial and the skin feels amazing. And what I do uh, as part of my service and all my clients, they can uh, you know vouch for this. I will always check in with them because I feel that from if I if I was them, it's nerve wracking coming in to show somebody who you've never met your skin. They're going to be touching your skin, trying new things. So I try and be as well informed as possible. I also send everyone pre-care as well. So um, if I prepare them, there's less chance of them having that kind of purging of breakouts. Um, so I try and prepare them really well. And I also uh, rejiggle their skincare routine before they have their facials so that I know that even if they do have a few breakouts, a little bit of dryness, a little bit of irritation, they have all the right tools at home just 
to cope with all of those things. Um, so yeah, I do feel people come with concerns and it's my job to really ease them, be honest with them and give them a little bit of homework on how they can take care of their skin and just guide them through their whole journey. So often I'll message them that night if uh, if it's a morning facial i'll message them a couple days later a week later and normally after about a week everything's settled nicely and they're more than happy with everything okay i love that next controversial topic so we were talking about pills so i guess nicole diane you've both taken pills for acne i also did that when i was younger can't remember the name it's like tetra something have you taken anything gurpriya I have. Um, so I started suffering with acne when I was 15. And when I went to the GP, it was just the usual clean your skin uh, with a cleanser and put on some benzoyl peroxide. Um, so it was kind of just running through courses of topicals. And then the more kind of the, the older I got, my acne actually got worse. And, you know, you hear all these things when people say you'll grow out of it. But I don't think that's the case. Yes, your skin type might change. But we have the hormones, unfortunately, as women, and our hormones change so often every single day. In fact, our hormones are changing. So I found mine was actually getting worse. So I, um, like you, Sabrina, I was on tetracycline, limocycline, um, all, you know, all of those things. And I then got into more aesthetics. So that's when I started my uh, beauty course. And I had the biggest flare up because I remember I was um, doing facials at the time and that was the module. So somebody was doing my facials on a weekly basis because we had to practice and they had overstimulated my skin so much with face scrubs, masks, steam, like all the things I would say, don't do them if you've got acne. That was what was happening to me and there was no way out of it. I had to pass these modules. So I had a really big flare up um, and luckily I then got it under control with really good skincare. And then I had a big flare up because I came off some medication. Um, it was actually a few years just before I got married, which was the worst. And I actually went on Roaccutane um, myself, actually, as well. So isotretinoin, Roaccutane, Accutane. It's, um, it's something that helps to kind of shrink the sebaceous gland. It makes your skin really super, super dry. And it's so good for acne. If it's prescribed by a dermatologist, a controlled dose, for your weight, for your particular type of acne, it's a fantastic medication to go on. Um, not everybody needs it, but for my acne being cystic, I needed it. So I guess that's the four of us that's, that's been on there, the Accutane. How was um, so it for you? Oh, uh, dry lips, uh, okay. definitely uh, dry hands, but I, I think I was prepared for it because I know so much about it already. So I made sure that I changed my diet, I drank more water, I um, instead of me doing kind of lots of hit training at the gym, I started doing more like yoga, meditation, things that were kinder to my bones, because I don't know about uh, you guys. I was really achy just going up and down the stairs. I remember feeling really achy. And um, initially, the biggest concern was when I spoke to a dermatologist is that depression is something that people uh, feel comes with Roaccutane. And his take on it was that there's no clinical studies that show that depression is a factor of Roaccutane, but I felt it, which was strange. And he said it could be because you're so upset about your skin that you're depressed because of your skin, which sort of made sense to me. So that would be my biggest advice. If you've been prescribed Roaccutane, you're about to start a course, change your lifestyle to match some of the things that you read 
might happen. So be healthy, uh, you know, start drinking more water, take your take your supplements, make sure you are relaxing and you're doing things just to be kind to yourself because it is a difficult time being on Rorakutane. Okay, that's really okay, I love that. What about you, Nicole? Because I know you've been documenting every single step of it. I am really curious to know why you decided to start to document it and how have these symptoms been for you and how you've been dealing with it? Sure. So um, I decided to start my Accutane documentation because when before I started Accutane, I uh, did a lot of research. You know, I wanted to be really well informed about what to expect because that's the sort of person that I am. I like to have mm-hmm. as much control over a situation as possible. Um, so I did a lot of research and I came across a lot of Instagram accounts who were documenting uh, their progress. And I thought it was so helpful to read what their symptoms were and what their experiences were, even if, you know, I wasn't necessarily going to have the same exact experience as them. It was helpful to know that I wasn't going to be alone and some of the things that I could possibly uh, come across in my experiences. And I decided that I wanted to be that person for somebody else. So I decided to start documenting so that way people could use me as a point of reference and as an example of some of the things that they might experience when taking Accutane. And um, it's been a wild ride. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad that I decided to start documenting my journey because I've connected with so many amazing people like you guys now. And um Regarding the symptoms, I've experienced a lot. I've experienced quite a few, but most of them were within the first two or three months of treatment. Right now, I'm a couple days into month five. I'm finishing up next month, so only about a month and a half left. But I experienced, you know, the dry lips, the dry skin, joint pain, um, increased hair shedding, dry eyes, rashes, So, you know, the list goes on and I make sure to detail all of that in every single weekly update I give about all the symptoms I've had and any new symptoms I've experienced. Um, It's interesting because I I had most of my symptoms in the beginning, but there are a few newer ones that have shown up as the drug has accumulated more in my system, Uh, like especially the rashes and sun sensitivity got more intense as time went on. Um, But it's, it's really been quite the journey. I... I mean, I'm very happy with my results, but I think a really big thing about taking Accutane is recognizing that it's not a cure for acne. You know, there is no cure for acne, but I feel like Accutane is often advertised like that. Um, Mm -hmm. It really, it's not meant for everybody. You know, it's really should only be used in, in severe cases because it is a serious medication with, you know, side effects like depression or increased brain pressure or issues with your cholesterol, like there's some scary stuff that could happen as with any medication and you want to be careful. So I think that the most important thing that I've learned is identifying the root cause of your own type of acne, um, which is where that course for me came in, came very helpful. uh, Because if you find the root cause of your acne while you're on Accutane, once you get off, there is, it's less likely to come back. Um, because you're, you'll be better able to manage it more appropriately when it arises, because you'll know what's causing it. Um, if you get off Accutane and you haven't figured out the root cause, you know, it probably will eventually come back because, you know, the drug will, you know, wear out of your system or whatever the process is, and you're going to keep engaging in those triggers, whether it be really 
bad pore clogging products or dairy or whatever it is that makes you break out. Um, so I think like the number one thing I would say is been the most helpful has been finding the root cause because my skin has cleared up so beautifully. Even my dermatologist is very uh, like proud of my progress and has a lot of faith that after another six months after I'm off the medication, everything will be healed because of how well I'm taking care of my skin and the changes I've made to my lifestyle as well. Um, so that's my experience. <laughs> I love that approach. What about you, Diane? How long did you take it for? Did you have any symptoms? Why did you decide to actually take it? So yeah, I actually only used um, proactive and okay. birth control, but you know, birth control definitely helped to not have as many outbreaks. And then, um, you know, I stopped taking that like a year ago. So I think I've been getting a lot more and like the week before my period is horrible. I mean, it's everywhere. So, uh, yeah, I, and I just guess I'm like, I guess I'll wash my face every morning and I guess I'll use toner the next day and then an exfoliant. So I totally have no idea how to manage my, my skincare routine. <laughs> okay. That's perfectly valid. I'm hoping Gurpia might be able to give us some tips, but before that, so I know you were mentioning about mask me. You've had it before for a while because you know, you use masks every day for the treatments and everything and us. Well, obviously now with COVID, we have to start wearing masks and I've definitely seen for myself a really big difference. Like I have it here. I have it on my chin. It's horrible. What are your number one tips, Gurpriya, to avoid or to help with mask me? There's so many tips, but if I could tell you kind of just a couple of tips that you can do every day to really help, it would be that obviously, you know, we've, you know that you should be kind of cleaning the masks, um, washing them if they're reusable ones, um, only using the disposable ones and then obviously disposing of them and using a new one. Um, but when you get home and just free your skin from the mask. Just make sure that you take everything off. So if you were wearing kind of um, a little bit of makeup underneath, try keep it very, very light. Try keep it mineral if possible, a breathable makeup as well. Um, and just take everything off the skin, double cleanse with something really gentle and get some ice. I know this might sound a little bit strange, but I always get my clients to do it. Just get an ice cube and just rest it on the area. It really helps. So acne is an inflammatory skin disease. So if we can take down some of that inflammation response, then you're kind of halfway there, you know, with that particular pimple. So if you're having a few that are just painful, uncomfortable, and around there on that kind of bone area, it can be uncomfortable. Just ice it, just get a little bit of ice, keep it on the area and just keep moving it around and then moisturize the area. That's something that's really been helping uh, people or get something like a muslin cloth and a clean muslin cloth, wring it out, cold water and rest it all over the area. And that helps So to really just cool and calm everything down for you. So that's one of the tips But yeah, I've got, I've got many, I'll keep sharing them throughout. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That sounds amazing. Okay. Now <clears throat> I want to go a bit into how you guys have felt with acne and how you kind of have gotten over those horrible feelings or feeling like you're not pretty or whatever it is. What have you been doing to avoid that? What have you been doing to get over it? Or like, what has been your experience with that? And we can go clockwise. So let's start with you, Gurpriya. <laughs> this is um, such a kind of, this is something I thought about, like, what would I say if you asked me this question? And I thought there's so much that 
has happened like with my acne that some of it has been so upsetting actually to talk about but some of the things I would say I was trying before this podcast I was trying to sort of think back to my journey with acne because this is for me the best that it's been but prior to this I remember things like um, having a really big breakout so so angry where even I didn't want to touch my own skin because I felt I just felt so um, upset by it that I wouldn't want to sort of look in the mirror take my makeup off at the end of the night um, and then when I met my met, when I met my boyfriend um, who's my husband now um, he he was okay with it which made me feel really strange but I felt as though covering it he wouldn't see it but all the bumps were still there all the lumps and bumps were there and I remember little things like um, when we'd kind of go places and we were staying over and he had to see me without makeup when we went swimming and things like that I would kind of just stay in the bathroom and honestly just cry I would just sit in there and cry and I, I just remember thinking if I could get out of going out, I would cancel plans all of the time because of my skin. But I remember this one time um, we were on holiday and it had become really inflamed and I was in the bathroom for so long. And I used to keep my foundation in the bathroom so that he wouldn't see me, my skin without makeup. And on this particular occasion, I left my foundation um, in the room. So I had to come out. He was standing outside. He could hear me crying. Um, so I came out and I just kind of had an open conversation with him and just told him everything I was feeling about it. And he was actually so supportive. So that's my one advice to everyone that don't suffer alone. So many of us are going through exactly what you are, the same kind of, you know, similar symptoms, similar thoughts, feelings. And we're all in it together. Like I was saying, 90% of the population will suffer at any one time. And when I was suffering, I remember having thoughts like, I wish I could just literally peel a layer of my skin off and take it all away. Um, and, you know, those kind of thoughts, they're really, they're really not nice to sort of sit with, you know, to, to think about those things. But I would say talk about it, be honest, be open and keep a skin journey like what you've done Nicole is amazing because you when you're having a bad day with your skin you can look back on it and I do the same in fact you can look back on it and just think actually I had a bad day last week I got over it so I'll get over this one as well so it's really important to keep a little bit of a journal a bit of a diary and see what works for you um, and I think that's that's an amazing approach I love your update. What has helped you feel better about it? You know, has changed your life? What attitudes have you taken? Like what has yeah. been your experience? Yeah, well, being single really helps. <laughs> because I I think the only time Does I it really though? <laughs> with this, yeah, because I think the only time I actually like get really self-conscious is if I have a date or, you know, if I'm dating someone. Um, you know, if I'm just hanging out with friends or family, I, you know, it definitely like growing up it used to bother me a lot, even around like anyone. Um, and I would cancel plans as well, but like really it's just with boyfriends and I don't think I've ever thought to actually open up to them about it. Like you shared. And I think that that's really helpful advice because I'm sure that they would be like, I'm still here. Right. Like they probably have never once thought about it. Um, so, you know, like the whole suffering and silence, I think that that's really helpful advice. So, so yeah, I think, you know, and also just a lot of self-love and self-care tips that I've picked up over the years have helped me to, 
you know, just one day at a time, increase my confidence in other areas so that I don't focus on it, on it as much. But particularly like any acne around the mouth, I get, I, I will not go on a date if I have acne around the mouth. I'm just so paranoid about it. And now with the masks, it's just like made it worse. So continuing my singleness, but I, <laughs> but it, it's just, you know, I think you just have to keep going one day at a time, loving yourself more and more and it stops being on your mind all the time. Yeah, I definitely feel you on that because I have actually canceled dates before because I got like a huge witch sit or something. And then I'm like, there's no way in hell I'm going to go with a guy like this. Like, that's not even a possibility. You couldn't even tell, but I just felt so crappy about it. I was like, there's no way I'm meeting my possible future husband like this. Like, no. Yeah. (laughs) What about you, Nicole? Because I know, you know, you've been documenting. Congratulations. You're engaged and everything. How has that (laughs) whole journey been for you? Um, with, you know, loving yourself, especially since not having acne before, going through it now with your fiance, like how has that whole thing? Sure. And I do want to apologize if my camera keeps cutting in and out. I don't know where you all are located, but I'm in New Jersey and the tropical storm like knocked out power here for like a couple days. So my connection's not the best. I'm trying. Um But when it comes to this journey that I've been on, it's been quite the ride. Um, You know, my fiance knew me before I had acne and then knew me while I was getting acne. Um, And when it was at its most severe, he was there with me as I was crying hysterically on the cruise ship in in the room, um, super upset about how I looked. So he, he thankfully has seen it throughout the entire process. And it was never something that I hid from him. Um, It was more like I hid how I felt about it up until February of this year. I didn't really let him in and let him know how detrimental it had been for my mental health um, and how it was feeding into my anxiety and giving me depression and making me really lack confidence in who I was as a person. Um, So I'm, I'm grateful that he's been with me through that entire process and I've been able to be vulnerable with him. Um, like Gupriya was saying, being vulnerable can be super helpful, not being alone in the process. Um, but I mean, I'm still a little mad that he proposed to me when I was not wearing makeup and all my acne was out and those were the pictures that I got, but you know, it kind of forces you to, to be confident in who you are and the skin that you're in. And I think that's probably the most important thing that I've learned. Um, I think so often we compare ourselves to what is out there on media and these famous people that post that we follow and you like all their pictures and they have this perfect skin and perfect teeth and everything's perfect. And we often forget or ignore that a lot of times they're using um, editing or they are getting a lot of fillers or injections or, um, you know, they can afford thousands of dollars worth of facials to treat these skincare concerns that they have. And we don't really always have that luxury to do so. I think that Um, There is a pivotal shift that's starting to happen in the media today where we are going to start seeing more and more real skin, real people, real bodies. And I think that it is so important to remember that pores are beautiful, uh, wrinkles are beautiful, scars are beautiful, they tell a story, they 
um, you know, show the life that you've lived and the experiences that you've been through, they are a display of life and life is beautiful. And so often we think that we need to hide these things because we need a flawless uh, complexion in order to be deemed beautiful. But the only person that can determine your worth is yourself. And oftentimes we give so much power and energy to people who don't mean anything to us or people who don't really care about us. And um, I think that's something that we really need to, to work on, you know, as individuals. I know that's something that I had to work on over these past few months. And that's the only reason that I'm as confident as I am today is because I realized that only I can determine what I'm worthy of and what I'm capable of. And I don't have to give that power to anybody else. I definitely wholeheartedly agree with you on that. And I do feel like with all of you guys' stories, myself included, it is the one thing, like the common is kind of just accepting it and being like, listen, I have a zit. There's really nothing I can do about it. You can either love me or hate me, but like <laughs> my face is still going to have zits. Like you, it is what it is. Um, with that being said, let's move on to topicals, creams, and all of that. And we're going to start with you, Gurpriya, because you obviously have all of the advice. So what are your top tips for dealing with acne without medicine but like creams facials like treatments what do you recommend people that are starting to see cystic acne or normal acne try and do there are so many types of acne so when you read uh things about acne there is just so many so i try and group the types of acne as inflamed and non-inflamed so if the acne is uh, very pustular, cystic, um, kind of papules, lumps and bumps, painful, sore, that's more kind of inflamed acne. So I would go towards more kind of uh, medical uh, grade topicals. If it's more blackheads, whiteheads, um, just, you know, like that little bit of kind of uh, texture and um, oiliness, that's a non-inflamed type of acne. So my recommendations would be different. But the first thing wouldn't actually be to have a facial done, if I'm really honest. When somebody comes to me with acne, the first thing I would do is to talk about lifestyle, all the things we spoke about. And that's when I would get into their skincare routine. I would like to know what kind of environment they work in, how much time they have on their hands to invest into the skincare routine, because it's got to be it's got to be right for you. You've got to have enough time to do it and enjoy doing the routine as well. So I would just ask all of those questions. And then I would go into sort of more cleansers, serums, moisturizers, SPFs. And I like quite a phased approach where if they come to me kind of on week one, it would be doing their base products. So meaning um, cleansing, moisturizing, and how they protect their skin. And then week two, we would add in kind of your serums and exfoliators. And then week three, we would add in kind of your topical treatment. So what we've done there is we've built up the skin health slowly but surely and in a very controlled way. So you're not gonna, all of a sudden, your skin's not gonna think, wow, you've just put so much products onto my skin. And that's how we talked about earlier, that sort of uh, response, that inflammatory response. We don't want that to happen to anybody. So it would be a phased approach. That would be my recommendation. So you do your basic products. Um, ingredients wise, salicylic acid, we've probably all heard of that one. That one's great for controlling oil. Um, there's glycolic acid, which is something that helps to exfoliate. So AHAs, BHAs, but there are so many out there. So it's just getting it right for your type of acne. Um, there's mandelic acid, lactic acid. So it is just a case of really assessing that person and seeing what's right for them. Uh, one that I'm not that keen on is um, 
sometimes a GP can give ones that are overly drying, such as the benzoyl peroxides. And I find that they could just kind of just tell you to just pop it all over the affected area. But if you've not got a good skincare routine, you may end up making your skin really sore and really dry. So just make sure you're double cleansing with something gently every single day. Um, enzymes are great as well as they help to break down kind of any dead skin cells so that all your moisturizers can really penetrate into the skin and SPF definitely every single day. So not just against kind of UVA, UVB, but things like, you know, sitting in artificial light, uh, pollutants that are around, um, blue light from your phones, your laptops. So really important that you've got a blue light protector as well in your SPF. So there's okay. quite a lot okay. that you can kind of, you can do, but yeah, very individual approach. Great tips. Have you guys used niacinamide? What do you guys think of that? What do you, what's your take on it, Gurpriya and Nicole, since you both nodded yes? <laughs> yeah, it's really calming for the skin. Um, so vitamin B3, it's calming, it's soothing. It's great for somebody who is having that kind of inflammatory response on the skin. Or say you've had a facial um, and you have had a bit of inflammation afterwards. It's a great uh, product to put onto the skin. If you get it in a serum form, the it has a smaller kind of um, molecule, so it penetrates deeper into the skin. So you're going to get a bit more of the benefits of it going into the skin. But yeah, I like I like niacinamide definitely. Okay, what's your yeah. take on it, Nicole? I use it in a serum that includes hyaluronic acid. So it's super moisturizing and super calming. I personally love it. I use it in my day-to-day -day routine every night. Same for me. I have a question for you, Diane. So yes. since you don't have that many acne situations and you just have the little here and there, how do you go about choosing a beauty routine or actually finding information on what products to buy? Because I feel like a lot of people will be able to relate. You know, we've talked about super drastic. We've talked about the expert side. But from the kind of everyday consumer, how do you actually go about choosing those things? And what do you look for when deciding? Yeah, that's a great question. And I, I hope I speak to a lot of people because I really am that girl who's just like, I guess I'll get this facial cleanser. I don't know. Um, even Actually, it's funny when I got my facial, she said, are you using a daily cleanser? And I was like, I don't think so. And she was like, you, you definitely are. I didn't even know it was called a cleanser. But anyway, so I... Um, you know, I go to Lifetime Gym and they have a really, really great um, selection of face care products. So I, I do use Eminence um, on my facial lotion and I am open to any kind of suggestions on this because I, again, like I'm guessing, um, but it has like a probiotic serum in it. And I really like that one. It feels good on my face. So, um, you know, I do go for like a foam cleanser in the morning and, you know, if I'm wearing my mask or if I've, you know, had a very sweaty day, I'll also cleanse at night. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really just kind of like guessing and I do switch my cleanser each morning. So I, I do a foam one and then the next day I'll do more of like a, a liquid serum. Uh, I think it's called Hexum. I, I really, I'm the worst. I really, I don't even know. I was, this is funny too. I used to use, I'm sure you guys know what it is. It's like that pink grapefruit Neutrogena, uh, yeah facial cleanser. I was using that on my body, on my face every day for like three years. Um, so I've learned a lot since then, but I still have a long way to go. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> That's not that bad, though. It's fine. You know, everybody starts their journey somewhere. They, you know, different types of things. So as an expert, Gurpriya, what would you recommend to people that are sort of on that side of the spectrum? What things you should be paying attention to if you're like not here, not there, you're not like having super bad acne, but like you're not an expert in it, like or Nicole that has had so many different experiences with different products, like what would you actually recommend people focus on if they're just like on that point of, oh, I don't know what to use, like I don't know where to start, what should I do? The best way to pick a skincare routine um, or change something in your routine is if you look at your skin kind of uh, with the changes that it's going with. So does it feel more oily? Does it feel a bit drier? Do you get like a tight feeling after you've cleansed, before you've moisturized? Um, how does it feel throughout the day? Do you tend to get a little bit oily? And also which textures do you enjoy using? Because if you like what you're using and you like a foam cleanser or you like a cream cleanser, you're more likely to wake up in the morning or before bed, go and do your cleansing routine. So really have fun with it, enjoy the products that you're using. But if you're selecting something that say for a drier skin, for example, you might want to go kind of more milk-based cleansers. They're lovely and they feel so luxurious on the skin and they glide over so you can give the skin a real good massage and do some lymphatic drainage just to alleviate any toxins that are sort of lying stagnant. And um, if you're somebody who likes that squeaky clean feeling, Go for a foam cleanser, but just make sure that, um, you know, it's free of sulfates, that it's not stripping, it's not drying. Um, I mean, nowadays, everything is pH balanced, but years and years ago, um, toners were bought out just to pH balance the skin after using a cleanser because they were drying and stripping. Um, but most cleansers now are pH balanced, so you shouldn't feel over dry. But my top tip would be to look at your skin seasonally. So with the season change, how is your skin feeling? Almost judge it with fresh eyes, as odd as that sounds. I do it for myself as well, because it, I don't know about you guys, but when you've had acne or a skin condition, in your head, you're always an acne sufferer. It's like you naturally go down an aisle and you will look at acne products or you'll go to an esthetician and you'll be like, oh, I need a facial for acne. But actually, when when they look at you, they might think, oh, no, you just have like one pimple and you've got fairly healthy skin. So it's just what are your goals? How does your skin feel right now? And ask yourself those questions and pick your products on that. So I did it for myself kind of two weeks ago. Um, I had to kind of admit to myself, this is the best my skin's been in a very long time. I have the odd pimple, so I no longer need an over the whole face spot treatment. I just need like a spot kind of zapper that I just put here and there. I switched myself from a foamy wash to a gel wash because it's so hot outside. I wanted something calming and soothing on the skin. Um, SPF, I switched from kind of a more hydrating dewy one to a gel oil free one. So it's just judging what your skin needs in that moment. And remember the cell turnover is every 28 to 30 days or it's a bit more when we get older. So don't judge your skin when you start a new skincare routine too soon. Give it at least a month, two months to see how it sets for you before you make any judgment if you like it. So you're not sort of swapping and changing day to day too much. Um, and what you said there, Diane, about um, you use a different cleanser kind of on each day. Um, that's fine. If you're going between two cleansers, you can. Uh, what else you could do is you could always double cleanse with it. So you could use one of the cleansers uh, first just to kind of break down any oils on the skin. 
rinse that off and then you could use your second cleanser so you're kind of just getting deeper into the pores so double cleansing is a really nice way to make the skin feel nice and fresh Nicole, I have a question for you before we go into a couple of the questions that we got um, for all of you. Um, what has been the one thing that you've learned that's been the most important throughout your journey? Like documenting it, having the whole experience, like what, it's the one thing that you're like, this changed my life. Well, that's a very tough question because I feel like I could say that about everything. Um, oh, wow. Um, I think... Okay. I think, okay, well, okay, this is tough. You know, because it, it's like treating your skin is such a holistic, uh, you know, you really need such a holistic approach. And maybe that is the most important thing that I've learned is being intentional about looking at every single aspect of my lifestyle um, to really identify if I'm doing things that are good for my skin or things that are bad, you know, like even what type of alcohol I might choose to drink, which of course I'm not right now because of Accutane, but you know, down to how much sugar is in that alcohol. Is that, is that okay for my skin? I don't know. We should try it out. Let's see. Um, you know, looking at every single thing. And, and I think the other most important thing is learning that it's okay to be a little bit of a skincare snob. Meaning like being, it's okay to be very specific about what products you choose to use on your skin. And it's okay to be that way. You know, like um, I go through every single product before I use it on my face and I look at every single ingredient and check to see if it has pore cloggers or not. And that's how I determine if, if I'm going to use it or not. And, and it's okay to be that way. You know, it's okay to decide. Um, you know, I'm not going to use that product, even though so-and-so advertised it because I'm not okay with the ingredients. And, and I think that's, that's the other important thing that I've started to do. Okay. That's a great approach to it. I love that. And definitely you're right. You know, Gurpriya, you said that as well. Diane, you said that as well. Like all of you guys have been saying that it's mostly, you know, you have to look at it from an entire situation and not just, oh, it's on my skin. Like, is it really, is it because you're eating something? Is it because you're feeling shitty about yourself? Is it because you're sad? Like, is it something else or is it actually just on the surface? So I think that's a great reminder for anyone who is watching and who will be listening because this will actually surprise me on the podcast. <laughs> um, I have a couple of questions. So I did do a little poll on Instagram and one of the questions that kept coming up the most. And I think you, Nicole and Gurpriya can both attest to that or give me an answer for our listeners is how do you deal with acne scars or hormonal acne scars? Is there something you can do about it or you're screwed for the rest of your life? If you're someone who is having ongoing hormonal acne, it's a little bit more tricky to deal with the scarring because it's a constant cycle of active acne leaving scarring and once that follicle is slightly damaged you'll notice you keep getting a spot in the same area again and again and it becomes a little bit harder to treat it and the longer we suffer with hormonal acne naturally the more scarring there is and it's a little bit deeper into the skin like around it with my clients is i will see if the acne is still active and i will try and treat that first so like we said, there's no cure, but if we can get it down to a point where that person says to me, okay, I don't get acne every day. I just get it occasionally now. That's a good uh, kind of uh, way to, to know that it's just a, a type of acne that's almost starting to heal and is ready for acne scarring treatment. And then we need to know, is it just discoloration type of acne? Is it just the tone of the skin they want to treat? 
or do they have pitted scarring, box scarring, scars that kind of indent into the skin? So if you're someone who's just had lots of blackheads and whiteheads over a long period of time, you might have something called ice pick scarring. And that's like tiny little scars that look like big pores, but they're actually um, ice pick scars. Or you might have rolling scars, scars that kind of really dent into the skin. So for the discoloration, I would go down the route of products and skin peels because they help to kind of speed up the cell turnover and the response on the skin and also to um, help your products to penetrate into the skin. And if it's the um, other type of scarring which rolls into the skin and gives you that kind of texture problem, I would go down the route of microneedling. So there's lots and lots of ways um, that you can treat discoloration and scarring once the acne is under control. So always treat the acne first. And to treat the scarring, I would visit a dermatologist or an esthetician because the kind of treatments they'll need to do will need to be not just at that epidermal layer, but it will be in the dermis layer of the skin. Okay. And Nicole, you've obviously gotten advice from dermatologists throughout this whole process, you know, of when you had it really bad and now that it's healing. What have you tried something? And if not, what has been the number one advice you've gotten that you're excited to try? In regards to scarring specifically? Yeah. Um, well, I have been doing some things now to treat the hyperpigmentation specifically, and that would be products that have vitamin C in them. Um, like I strictly use two brands for skincare. One is Clear Stem Skincare and the other is Vanished. Um, both are free of pore clogging ingredients and Vanish is um, vegan, all natural skincare products. And they have a vitamin C cream. That is great for a lot of the other side effects I've been experiencing with Accutane as well, like um, eczema. Um, it's also great for people with psoriasis, but it's extremely hydrating. It has aloe in it. It has a, a bunch of wonderful ingredients. And that I've been using as a moisturizer to treat the hyperpigmentation. And sometimes at night, I'll use their oil, which is called the Banish Oil, which is um, a vitamin C oil as well. Uh, but once I'm done with Accutane, I'm definitely going to look to microneedling as a form of treatment for the more deeper um, texturized scars. I can't do that right now because my skin is so sensitive and you really shouldn't be doing anything, even even waxing. You know, you can't do that right now while on Accutane. But um, that's something that I'm excited to try when I'm done is that microneedling. I only have a few uh, specifically along the temples because that skin definitely scars a bit easier, but I'm excited to treat that with the microneedling. Okay, well, that has been fabulous. I want to play a little game with you guys before we end this fabulous um, podcast, vodcast. I don't even know what you can call it because <laughs> so many things at the same time, but let's play a little game. Um, first question for all of you. What is your current favorite product, beauty-wise? It can be makeup, it can be cleanser, whatever it is. Go. Okay, Gurpriya, you're up. Oh, my gosh. That is honestly such a hard question. <laughs> I'm literally sitting next to my product cabinet right now, and I've got, like, so <laughs> many favorites in there. Okay. Um, I love DMK AccuCleanse um, because when I've used it, my skin feels so clean. It foams up. I can really massage it in. It doesn't strip my skin. Um, it's got a little bit of salicylic acid in there. But funnily enough, it feels so moisturized afterwards as well. And you don't get that horrible tight feeling like you're needing that moisturizer put onto the skin straight away. So yeah, DMK AccuCleanse, if I had to say one. <laughs> Diane, you're up. 
Okay. So um, I actually do have some products I can remember, um, but <laughs> I'm going to pick a, a makeup that I use and it's, it's Young Living's, uh, the essential oil. It's their brand of foundation and blush. Um, it's really light and powdery. So I'll even mix the powder foundation with my eminence cream to make a BB cream. So I'm like so proud of myself for knowing this stuff, but yeah, I would recommend their makeup line. Okay. Nicole favorite. Mine would probably be right now the Banish Vitamin C Beauty Elixir. Um, it's like a great any time of the day spray. Like I'll use it as a toner. I'll use it as a primer. I'll use it as a setting spray. I'll use it as like a, I just took my mask off, mask off and I need a spritz kind of spray. And it has like aloe, vitamin C, all of these fantastic nutrients in it. I have it right here. I use it all day, like just incessantly, just spritzing my skin and it smells so good. <laughs> Love that. Okay. Natural makeup or over the top? And now we're going to go the other way around. So Nicole, what do you prefer? Um, over the top. I love over the top eyeshadow. <laughs> um, I like like a natural look for the face, but then I like very exaggerated eyes. I love to do like, like crazy eyeshadow colors. And like, I haven't done it in a long time, but I, I love that kind of makeup. <laughs> Great idea. I love that. I love makeup as well. So that's why I probably started following you too. <laughs> Diane, favorite. Yeah. Wait, sorry. What, what was the question? Uh, I, over the top or yes natural. over the top or natural <laughs> sorry I, I started thinking about makeup so <laughs> and I didn't even know how to answer this until Nicole did I was like what's over the top is this something I don't know but now I get it um yeah I'm definitely more of a natural makeup person but I think it's really just my lack of knowledge I think if I knew how and my my best friend Candace is probably watching and she loves like show, sending me YouTube videos she really knows how to use her makeup so as soon as I know more I want to get the the bold eyes and all that <laughs> it's not that hard. I'm sure you can find some tips. You know, you can start easy. You can start with a little bit and then start topping it up and just have fun with it. Yeah. Gurpriya, natural or over the top makeup? I'd have to say natural um, only because I used to work on makeup counters when I was younger. So I feel like I fulfilled myself by wearing you know, <laughs> all the different kind of makeup, all the freebies that you get. Um, so I would say natural, uh, especially with what I do as well, wearing a mask and things all day. Um, I love looking at my sister's makeup when she does all like the contour and the eyebrows and, but I'm just no good at it. I'm good at skin, but just not good at makeup. So yeah, natural. <laughs> you can't be good at both. I mean, you can, <laughs> but you probably would want to be best at, you know, what is that you do. So <laughs> that's perfectly fine. Now on to the fun questions that are not related to the topic. What is your favorite cocktail, if you have one, or alcohol? Gurpriya. Long Island, definitely. Ooh, a strong alcohol. Yeah. Love that. Love it, yeah. <laughs> Diane? Yeah, red wine for me. Any kind of red wine. Let's see. Okay. Nicole? Anything with tequila in it. Yes, you're my girl. <laughs> Love, love, love something with tequila. Okay, favorite movie, Nicole. Oh, I'm more of a TV show girl. I like Gilmore Girls. <laughs> yes, love that show. Great choice, Diane. Yeah, that's a great show. Um, oh boy, I'm such a nerd. I'll have to say like Return of the King or Two Towers. <laughs> Wait, which one are those? Uh, the Lord of the Rings movies. 
Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I've never seen one. This is. Oh, I take oh. mine back. I say Pirates of the Caribbean and all, the entire franchise. <laughs> Good choice. Your Bria. Favorite movie. Bridget, Bridget Jones. Have you heard Ooh, of it? Yes. The original yeah. one or the new one? I, I love the original one. It's the bit where he loves her just as she is. So I always quote that to my husband, actually. <laughs> I love that. Okay, last one. If you could travel anywhere in the world, minus COVID, where would you go? Go Korea. Oh, that's a really tough one. Um, can it be somewhere I've already been? Yeah, <laughs> your choice. I would say um, Paphos. So my dad's got a villa there. And I went for the first time a couple of years ago. And, I, and I've been sort of there two years running now. Um, and we did the whole like, you know, just self-catering and that villa life. And I absolutely loved it. And although it's his retirement place and I'm nowhere near that retirement age, I so want that life that he's got there. So, yeah, hands down, I'm going to say there. OK, that's a good choice. I love a villa life as well. Not sure I could do that for long, but, you know, a week here and there, maybe a month. And then that's good. Yeah, Diet. I said that if I could do like two weeks and travel back again and do two weeks, that'd be great. Exactly. Great choice. Great minds think alike. Diane, your choice. Yeah. Um, I've really been wanting to go to Budapest for a long time. So that's the next one on my list. Amazing. I'll hit you up with all the tips. I used to Please. live there for a while. So. Oh, please do. <laughs> Nicole. You know, I haven't really traveled much out of the USA up until like maybe two years ago. And I've only ever been out of the country twice. So there's so much I want to see. I just want to travel all of Europe. You know, I haven't, I've been to Quebec and I've been to Mexico and that's it. Uh, you know, I'd love to, I love to travel to Europe. I've never, I've never been there at, ever. <laughs> well, when you come hit me up, um, I'm probably going to still be here and I can give you a tour around Paris if you want. All right, I'm on my way right now. <laughs> it was for all three of you, by the way. Like, if you're ever in the city, please hit me up. I'll more than love to go have a drink with you. Not going to do a Long Island, not going to do a wine. I'll definitely <laughs> do a tequila, but, you know, we can <laughs> sort something out here. So it, it'll be fine. <laughs> so I don't want to take any more of your time. It's already been an hour. Can you believe it? It's crazy, right? I've really enjoyed all of the topics, you know, Gurpriya, such an expert, so many good advice, tips, and just things that we can implement. Diane, also great experience. And girl, your skin looks great. Stop worrying about like the little zits you have on your lid. Like, don't see them. And Nicole, you know, I've been following you for a while. Love everything you've been posting. It's just, I'm in awe that you're just like, this is my face. Who cares? And I'm beautiful anyway. So you guys should feel it beautiful as well. So I hope you've enjoyed, you know, the experience of being on this first ever live stream episode. Yeah, definitely. This is awesome. It's been great. Thank you so, so much for being here. And, you know, everyone that's listening, I am going to take a little break for podcasting just for August. Don't worry, I'm going to come back in September. I need a little vacation, even if I'm still working behind the scenes. But <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this season. And before we go, I actually wanted to announce a little contest um, giveaway that's going to be happening uh, for the next two weeks. So uh, the lovely people of Grace and Stella, which is an amazing brand, recommend you guys check it out. 
Um, they have agreed to give one lucky winner my favorite mud mask from Dead Sea Minerals and all of that. So if you go check uh, the po- the podcast Instagram, so at Pretty Sure Podcast, you'll find a little post with all of the instructions. And one of you lucky winners in the States will be able to take that mud mask home. So thank you again, girls, for showing up and for bringing all of your best selves and great tips and just like your amazing personality. Thank Thank you. you so much. Yeah. And everyone, as usual, peace out and I'll see you next time.